Welcome, everyone, to the Ottawa Business Podcast. I'm your host, Paul Pagioni. Here on the show, we bring you interviews with business owners, executives, and key players operating in and around the Ottawa, Ontario, Canada region. We grab their insights on business, marketing, leadership, and motivation. We hope you'll tune in. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Ottawa Business Podcast. I'm your host, Paul Pagioni. Joining me today on the show, Raymond Belil from Infinity Home Inspection Services. Raymond is going to be discussing all about the home inspection business, what sets Infinity Home Inspections apart, and he's also going to be providing advice to those starting in business today and what they can learn from him and his success over the past 13 years. You're going to want to tune into this. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Ottawa Business Podcast. I'm your host, Paul Pagioni. Really excited here today on the show. We're very fortunate to have Raymond Belil with us from Infinity Home Inspections. Those of you that are out there that are thinking of running your own business, a sole proprietor, maybe even a partnership, or those of you that are in business looking to take your business maybe to the next level, our guest today is going to provide some tremendous insights into running his own business, as well as insights to the home inspection business. Uh, Welcome to the show, Raymond. Thanks for having me, Paul. I appreciate it. Raymond, maybe we can start off the show here with a little bit of a background on yourself um, and in, ter- in terms of, you, you know, maybe your upbringing and, and where you're from. We are f- recording the show here uh, in Ottawa, Ontario, Canada, the nation's capital. Uh, but if I'm correct here, Raymond, looking at some of your, um, your information, uh, is it Greeley that, that you, were, you were raised in and born in? Yes, yeah, so I was born in Ottawa, raised uh, raised in Greeley, uh, was there for quite a long time, and uh, basically I've lived uh, my life uh, in Ottawa, uh, know the town well, love being here. What uh, That must have been some. obviously Greeley's grown up a little bit over the past, especially over the past five years. Um, uh, w- what was that like back in Greeley? It's probably, probably right out of the country. Well, <laughs> well, that's interesting. It was it was uh, it was called the Boonies back when I was a kid. <laughs> uh, it was uh, when uh, people asked uh, where do, where do you live, and I'd say, "Oh, I live in Greeley," and they'd say, well, "Where's that?" And um, uh, it was it's way it's way out there with the cows and uh, and and the whole lot of nothing. Uh, when I was a little guy, our our roads weren't even paved, so get okay. that get that into you right yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> uh, so it's uh it's certainly now it's uh, grown up a lot it's now uh, the suburbs and um it's uh, boy the city's really grown and become uh, quite the metropolis right and what was it was it saint mary's school that you went to right at the, it was at the corner bank and mitch owens there saint, Mel- saint mary's elementary school right 
Um, yeah, I spent uh, eight glorious years there from grades one through eight. Okay. And uh, yeah, it was, uh, it, was, it was great to be there. Okay, the, the reason why I point that out is that's a really small school, and I'd imagine it, was, it wasn't very large either when you were going there. But make the transition from there, because did you not go to Pius? Yes, it was. It was uh, the school was a lot a lot smaller. I uh, and then I uh, going to St. Pius in grade nine was uh, <laughs> a bit of a, a bit of a culture change. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. Uh, yeah, I, I was uh, at St. Pius there, and I and I finished high school at uh, Osgood High. Okay, and uh, it was it was quite a bit different than it is today as well. So. Um, was time, was, time has, was time has made its changes on all these places. Was Osgood as big as as Pius was student wise, or? Uh, no, it was probably about a third of the population. Okay, okay, that's yeah. Right. Okay. okay. Yeah. So, following along that, uh, Raymond, what 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 transpires with Raymond Balil following high school? Well, then I went to uh, Algonquin College and got the uh, did the three year uh, business and men program there. Uh, then got into the working world and uh, have been busy at it uh, ever since. The one thing I did learn is that I thought when I was out of college that I was done having to go to school, and I found that probably being in school was the time when I had to do the least amount of learning. Okay. Okay. So it's, and I, we'll, we'll definitely touch on that because I think that's obviously fundamental to, to your job in, in the home inspection business. Yes. Were, what was it like to go from, from college uh, to high tech? And I think this is really important um, as we'll touch on in a second here. What was that like, Raymond? Well, it was uh, when I when I started in the uh, computer assembly business. Um, it was it was still at the it, it, it was growing quite quickly, but it was still really very much at the front end of of uh, the industry. Um, and the uh, technology was uh, well. To give you an idea, if anybody remembers back in the day, we. 286s and 386s and that's that's the time that I got into the that I got into the industry okay um, the, oh, the, the level days. the level the level of uh, the, the level of services and the, uh, the, the the way that the, te- the way the technology worked and the, the user interfaces um, the the um, the sophistication of s- software packages it it was it was completely different than than what it is today. Mm-hmm. Um, it it's uh, it was really amazing how uh, growing up with that is in the business world, uh, seeing an industry develop. It, it was pretty fascinating, actually. So what? How does Raymond? Uh, how does Raymond Balil go from the high tech industry to the home inspection business? Uh, in, while I was in that industry, I was actually, um, uh, and as I mentioned earlier about learning, I, I was, um, I was selected by the, the president of the company to be the, uh, the quality, quality control person. So I did some training and studying and writing some extremely long exams and, uh, became the, uh, ISO 9001, 
uh, quality systems implementation uh, lead and auditor. So what I did was I ended up working for, uh, as I started in the business, I was a technician for a couple of years. And then as the company grew, uh, responsibilities from different people in the organization changed and grew and that was that was my direction that I ended up in so what I ended up doing was being a quality systems auditor uh, so when I left the the industry and decided to be going to the home inspection business it basically is auditing a different system so okay. I just needed to understand how that this other system worked and I applied those same sort of the same skill set into uh, inspecting uh, houses. And and was this like what time period are we going back to here? Because if memory serves me correct, here Raymond, this is this is right around the time when the high tech bubble bubble bursts. Is that correct? Uh, well, when I left uh, when I left the uh, the uh, assembly business, it was uh, in around two thousand and two. Okay. And um, I, I had worked uh, a couple of, I worked a couple of contracts as I was thinking of which direction I wanted to go. Uh, I worked a couple of different contracts with companies and I found that I, I really didn't want to have to answer to somebody anymore. I wanted to just be, I, I realized that, you know, you still have to get up in the morning and you have to go and do your, you have to go do certain things, but I just didn't want to have to respond answer to anybody anymore especially because sometimes there's uh conflicts of personalities and the rest of it and i just didn't want to deal with that anymore mm -hmm. so i decided to uh just do my own thing and and go into the into uh home inspection and i and i studied and i got uh, certified uh, to become a home inspector in 2008 okay okay what what were the big drivers then that you would say uh, that sort of led that pivot from high tech into the home inspection business for you? Because I think a lot of people listening that are wondering or may have lost their job or want sort of rethinking maybe their, their job or career path right now that are in that same position. I'm sure there are. And uh, for me, it was, I, I liked real estate. I had enjoyed really, I liked houses and I liked, construction and I liked real uh, the, the real estate per, as a industry per se but I really didn't want to get into being a real estate agent or that in from that type of perspective uh, and I discovered that I could be involved in the industry by uh, and using my my skills that I had from um, the systems auditing in uh, I could use those in uh, the home inspection business. Okay, okay, and to become to, to so so you make the decision to to break out on your own. You're you're going to be a home inspector. What did you need to become a home inspector, Raymond? Uh, there was a there was a few uh, things that were required. Um, there was a call on a number of college courses that I had to take, and okay. um, I joined an association, uh, a, a local uh, home inspectors association, and did a number of training courses with them. Uh, and of course, along the way, you, of course, with all these courses and you study, you have to, there's exams that you have to write as well. And what I did is I worked, I found uh, somebody to, to, to mentor with and uh, worked with the, the mentor and I did 35 unpaid 
home inspections and wow. and then i went out then i went out on my own uh, at that point i transitioned out onto my own and uh, okay. started getting my own business was that was when you say you did the 35 uh, home inspections on your own do you was that a decision that you made or was that a requirement that was not a requirement that was a decision i was made working with the mentor and my my, my which my mentor was uh, I think quite correct in in doing so. I, I thinking back on it at the time, I thought, boy, it's that's all that's doing a lot of inspections without without making any money. Yeah. Um, but it, but it was really good because I I always had somebody there if when catching some on new things and and for right. the first first for the first while, you know, everything is new. And you want to build up a little bit of a knowledge base in your head to of things to see that you see in the situations that you learn and uh, and to be able to um, diagnose things properly. And so I thought it was that was a, a really really good decision to to have done that. Yeah, um, that's excellent. That, and uh, while it's not a while, I don't know that it's a requirement today. Okay. Um, I I think that you know it's sort of a, an apprentice type program of some sort is always beneficial because you have there's there's expertise behind you to help you along the way till you get yourself up and running so you know i, I you were I, we were going to get into this a little bit later but we may as well now i think this is a good point which is would, for those that are listening would you recommend that they get a mentor it's it's not a bad idea if they can do that uh it it's it's I think it would be very, very good because then you're, you're not left on your own um, and and you, you know, you can certainly, I think that you have to, you, you want to develop your routine, especially with uh, people that are younger people that are getting into the industry right out of school, maybe, or just as uh, they're, they're making a, a career change to gain that level of confidence of, knowing how they're doing things and get, get themselves a routine up and running mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. understand the the different things that are out there and be able to compare and contrast. And, and it would, ne- I, I think it would never hurt somebody to have a, a mentor, even if it doesn't have to necessarily maybe be for that quite a, a as long a time period. Um, yeah. but, but somebody that, uh, you know, that you're partnered up with to, to, to lend you a helping hand to uh, help. I think it was, for me, it was a real confidence booster and mm-hmm. it really, uh, really helped me uh, along the way. Okay. When you're, so, so when you were starting out, you know, you get the, the 35 uh, different uh, scenarios under your belt, you're getting some confidence. What were the biggest challenges when you started out? One of if not if not the biggest certainly a big one and, and I would I would tell anybody who's getting into business and starting out on their own is I was fortunate enough that I had some savings so that uh, I was able to go out and knock on doors and uh, do some networking and and build up some confidence with different people um, and I recommend anybody who wants to start it out put some money aside and be able to have enough money so that you can go without getting any business for two years. Okay. You really, you really need time to get up and running. Now, of course, if you're, you're working, if you're going to work hard and you're going to go after it and you're going to be diligent and you're, you're going to do all the right things, 
surely it won't take you two years to, to build up. But you never know what could happen. Certainly, well, look at what's happened this year. We, you know, we've, you have people that are starting out in business. The, they, they just get their doors open and then we have a pandemic, which mm-hmm. effectively shuts everybody down for six months. So now you're six months out of the gate with no money and you've got to you've got to be able to keep going so it's i think it's it's in, it's incumbent upon everybody that if you're thinking of of getting into business on your own to make sure to put the money aside so that you don't have that stress of having to get business from the very first day yeah yeah so would you say that it is a little bit of a challenge obviously to get business and get your name out there and network and and be known amongst uh your market it sure is. And I think it would be like that in any business. For example, I had to go and knock on doors, to talk to talk to realtors and try to tell them why they should start using my service uh, as opposed to using somebody that they've been using. Mm-hmm. And that, that can be a, that can be a big hurdle. Uh, what's what, it, what people need to understand. What I understood is you can't get all the business. So there are people that are going to say no. And then the answer is going to stay no. And hey, that's that's the way it is. That that's that's business. Uh, but there are people that they have somebody that you know they're using because whether it's whether it's a home inspector or whether it's whatever service that's being used, they're using because they haven't found somebody who's better. So that when somebody comes along and they're willing to uh, they're willing to give an opportunity, and if you do a good job for them and give it your you know give it a good effort they they will they will reward you with continued business and then referrals to some of their colleagues and that's then and then that's where that's where it all built up from what what's so so when you're starting out here raymond what were the main services that that you offered that that were popular in demand well as i started when i started out I, it was it was doing the home inspection and then i got into as so I, I learned that there was the programs where there was uh, subsidies for people that were doing uh, renovations to their homes and there were incentives for, uh, for doing uh, upgrades to their homes for different componentry in the homes. And so the, and what that involved was performing a, an energy audit uh, on the home as part of the program qualification for the customer. Well, I saw that as a great opportunity. It was a great uh, hand in glove business to go along with uh, inspecting the home because a different it was a different way of inspecting a home, uh, and it was a different way of of providing information to the customer. And of course, there was more training that was involved with there. Uh, there was uh, purchasing of equipment, and then there was again some more mentoring. Not to the extent that I did with home inspection, but there you had to perform some. Uh, energy audits and as I found that it was a, a really good business add-on so I, I'm continuing to be doing energy audits as well as home inspections and over time as I've seen potential opportunities for again improving the uh, complete inspection uh, service lineup for my customer base different things like air quality testing thermal imaging um, and that's something that's being reviewed on a constant basis to see if maybe one service is not uh, as viable for 
my business as another one or if there's one that's a that could be more viable than the, the something I'm currently offering uh, and it only makes me a better inspector in every facet that I provide my customers um, and I'm a more valuable resource to the people that I work with mm -hmm. I'll definitely I'll yeah I'll give you a huge shout out uh, I, I had Raymond come to our home last year uh, to conduct this energy audit it's it's quite amazing. I'm not a very handy guy to begin with, so uh, but I was blown away by by what went into this thing. It's uh, it's it's quite amazing. Um, th thankfully, the house passed the test too, which was which was nice to hear. Um, Raymond, what would you say? Uh, what would you say have set you apart in the home inspection business? Because I think as the real estate market has continued to expand here over the years there's more and more people providing those ancillary services like home inspection. So what, what sets Infinity Home Inspections apart? One of the things at, when performing a home inspection, one of the things that, that I don't do is I don't involve myself with the, with the home sale. Um, I've, I've heard that from many realtors who said that the, the, the home inspector starts getting involved with the sale and saying, I wouldn't buy this house or, uh, or uh, this, that, the other thing. I, and not frightening the home buyers because the reality is, is there is no perfect home and there's every home is going to need some sort of fixing and everything can be fixed short of, you know, a major structural failure, which is, uh, completely an outlier in, 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 in our world anyway. Um, and knowing the things that I know from the different disciplines that I'm involving in with home inspection lets me be a better resource to the homeowner, giving them good information when they ask questions about maintenance issues or uh, service issues or uh, repair issues. I can provide some guidance as to how things work and how to proceed and how to do things. Um, and then I don't, when the customer says to me, well, you know, would you buy this house? I, I tell them my job is simply to give you all the information that you need to be able to make that decision on your own. Like I can't tell you to be buy a house or not buy a house. Mm -hmm. And the realtors that I deal with on a regular basis really appreciate the fact that I'm able to provide that information and then the purchaser and the realtor can sit down, take that information and strategically come up with what they decide they're going to do with it. I see. Yeah. So it's totally unbiased. It's completely unbiased. And I've had, and I've had homeowners who've, who've, quite frankly, in the, in the middle of an inspection, they said, you know what, I've heard enough. Um, Mr. Realtor, I don't want to buy this house. Go get me okay. another house. And they tell me to be on standby to come and inspect it for them, the, the other house that they're going to go look at. Oh, that's awesome. So I take, I take that as a, a, a pretty big uh, uh, a boost in my direction that uh, they've got the confidence to know that I'm, I'm an advocate for them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And and being separate from the realtor, I think, is really important and uh, and impartial. It is very important. And and if if the in my in my uh, experience with dealing with this, that knowing that 
the, the realtor is looking after them in terms of from the administrative point of view and selecting the house and doing those things that are buying the house. And then for me going in and making sure that everything, giving them the information that they need so that they can finalize their decision one way or the other, knowing that those two functions are completely separate gives them a, a sense of, a sense of confidence knowing that, you know, there's, they're not being, they're not walking into something where there's going to be surprises. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just want to sort of, sort of circle back on, on 2020. Uh, obviously, you know, the pandemic with COVID has, has changed for a lot of businesses. What's, yes. what's changed with, with your business and at Infinity Home Inspections and how have you adapted? Well, the yeah, realtors and uh, home inspectors have been deemed as essential services because people get transferred in jobs or they need to find a home, and so you can't that can't stop. But what we do is we have our the protocols as laid out by um, you know the the our health our health people, and we just have to be careful and cognizant of making sure that we're not. Um, doing things that would uh, potentially cause issues for the people that are selling the home or people that are buying the home. So try not to touch, you know, services as much as possible. Uh, If you're going to, if you have to handle things, you wipe them down, making sure that you wear a mask and having a little bit of of space between yourself and the buyer. Um, Just things that make some common sense. Um, And if you do those things, it keeps people People stay relatively assured that everybody is is doing the right thing and going and moving things in the right direction. Um, but it, it's just uh, listening to mostly just the concerns of either the buyer or the seller, and just listen, doing the things that make them comfortable that you're going to be that you're respecting them mm-hmm. and you're respecting the fact that uh, you know there we all have to be careful these these days. Yeah. Yeah. What, what, well, what advice Raymond would you give uh, to those that are listening that are maybe in business again, or thinking of going into business, even those just looking to, to improve themselves? What, what are the pillars of success that have served you well? Well, I think that it's just, you have to understand that it's, it's going to take a lot of hard work um, and you're, you're going to have to um, be ready to go, uh, like I say, said earlier, go quite a while without getting your initial sales or, or uh, make it so that you have to make sure that you have a little bit of a financial cushion there to, to make sure that so then you can focus entirely upon looking after your customer. And the other thing is, is that once you get going into whatever business it is, whether it's being in a home inspector or something else, that you're going to have to spend a lot of time making sure that you that you constantly upgrade your knowledge base and your skill set to make sure that you are um, one step ahead of the other the other guys out there offering yeah, um, well said. similar similar services. It's, it's really the differentiator and, um, and making sure that you, uh, you treat the, the home buyers with, with, with some respect because there are some that'll be, 
that will have many <laughs> more questions than you could possibly imagine. <laughs> uh, and, and it's just probably it's because they're, they're buying in as particularly first time home buyers. They're, they're particularly nervous and they're going to ask a whole lot of questions because they really want to know that they're making the right decision for themselves. And just, you know, be aware that you're helping them in, with that. So you give them lots of information and, uh, maybe even a little more information than what you might think you, you need to give them, uh, make them feel good and, uh, they'll reward okay. you. You know, having said that, are, are like, what's the status right now? Cause this real estate market just seems to be, you know, on this never end trajectory North what's happening now with, with the real estate market from your perspective, from the home inspector's uh, perspective? Well, we're seeing the, as, as everybody who's at all been involved with uh, listening to the market, um, houses are, there are, there's a short, there's a shortfall of, of inventory for people to buy. And so when there's something available for sale, many times people are buying for way over asking and, and not, putting in any conditions and they're doing that as a way to try to ensure the fact that they get the home. And there are people that are paying crazy amounts of money over asking. Mm -hmm. And I've gone to a few, I've done a few inspections now where people are buying a home for 20 and 30 and 40% over asking and then finding out that there's another 15 to $20,000 of things that they'll need to do uh, because they went in with no conditions okay, and it's a kind of surprise that they really didn't want. Uh, and I can, I can understand people are trying to secure getting a home because, uh, you know, either they have to, you know, kids are getting into school, so they have to get into a school district and that kind of thing. Um, but I think that they really ought to just try to, try to get their work with their realtor to try to get a, a, an inspection into the home. So at least, so at least the big things are looked at and make sure that there aren't going to be any, you know, surprises in the big areas of the home. Okay. Okay. And ha, ha, has, has anything, has anything changed? Would you say with, with the increasing real estate prices here, like people overlooking things and, there's been a couple of instances where people ended up buying a home and, and they didn't see a few things before they, you know, before they closed the deal. Okay. Uh, you know, but I think that they're, they're trying, I think in generally speaking that people are, are trying to apply the same common sense uh, purchases, purchasing strategy as they would if it was a regular normal market mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's interesting that's interesting uh for for those in business raymond do you have a favorite book or or a movie obviously you you, you had a mentor as you mentioned early on that definitely helped you um any favorite books or movies you'd recommend to people well uh actually um as as far as uh from the point of view of self-help uh, there's a book called positive mental attitude 
by a gentleman by the name of W. Clement Stone. And this okay. gentleman started out with uh, basically 50 bucks in his pocket and uh, grew it to a, one of the biggest insurance companies in the U.S. And um, I, he's got a couple of books. With the, the one I've, I've read many times is it's called Positive Mental Attitude and, and okay. how, to, how to turn around, uh, you know, from a thought process of uh, taking, taking, taking failures and turning them into positives. Um, it, that I, I feel that that book helped me a lot with uh, just making sure getting my mindset in the in the right direction so that always trying to deal with customers in the best way possible and then a, one favorite movie that I have is, is uh, on on how not to be uh, handling people is uh, Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. <laughs> I had a feeling you were going to say that. <laughs> um, always and, and be closing. Yes, and always be clay. B C A. Always be B C closing. And and how and and that was, you know, one of the bosses that I had was sort of like one of the boss in in that movie, uh, which was part of the the impetus for me uh, going out. And, doing going out on my own okay uh, yeah so those are those are those are a couple of things that i that and i think well what was second was it was this were the steak knives the second prize in the in the movie in that way was, that, that's right and what was third was it third a cadillac steak knives and then a pink slip for third yeah prize. that's right yeah that's what i thought yeah the yeah, third <laughs> prize is you lose your job <laughs> yes yes <laughs> uh raymond walk us through um because i think a lot of people that are listening to this thinking about going into business for themselves may not fully appreciate or, or understand or grasp that when you are in business for yourself, you really have to do everything yourself. Uh, there's not really a whole lot of people to rely on. So take us through what a typical day looks like for you. Well, uh, I get up at, you know, five to 11 and get up in my, with my pajamas and turn on the TV and watch prices. Right. And no, that's not how it works. <laughs> um, the, uh, uh, the get up, uh, early in the morning. And when I first started, it was get up early in the morning and get on the phone. I, I accumulated a, a, a phone list of, of people mm -hmm. that I, I targeted to whom mm -hmm. I wanted to try to do business with. And I'd make phone calls and I'd let them know I was there, let them know I was available, let tell them, try to tell them some of the things that uh, I could do for them that they, they, they might not be receiving currently uh, and, and make sure that I had a, a big enough list that I could go through until I could go through that list until I hit somebody who uh, wanted to get my, uh, my service. Um, <clears throat> nowadays it's, uh, 13 years later and, um, I, I get a lot of my most, almost all of my business is through referrals. Um, but now it's making sure that you get up in the morning and get up and go out and, and service those customers properly, provide yeah. them the right information. Um, and then come home at night and do paperwork and study more and read and, um, try to, uh, try to get my significant other to understand why I have to keep, uh, why I have to keep studying. Even though, uh, 
but it's it's all in it's all in the cause of 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 being better for the customer. Yeah, definitely. And, yeah, well said. Well said. Doing a good, good job for them. Yeah, yeah, very well said. I find too many people just give up on you know they graduate and it's like well, I don't have to learn anything anymore. It's it's crazy. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. How, how do you stay balanced, Raymond? Again, the ba- you know, staying balanced it's it's varies for everyone. But what what do you do? I, I try to disconnect completely from it. Uh, okay. On a, on a pretty regular basis, so you know, uh, uh, I, I have a cottage property that I like to go to when I when I'm when I'm not at work or uh, if I decide that it's going to be my day off, I. I you know, the, the, I shut the phone off. Yeah. I'll bring, I'll bring the phone with me because always in case of emergency that we need a phone. Yeah. Um, but I basically, uh, try to completely disconnect. I don't, I don't, um, I don't go on the, and check to see who's, who's emailed me and who's done whatever, you know, it's, it's, but then that that's come over some time as well in that I've worked with my client base to let them understand uh, the time frames that I work, and I, of course, okay. you know, sometimes you have to, you know, yeah, work will bleed into other days. Um, but uh, basically, it's uh, you know, to try to disconnect completely. Maybe go up to the cottage, uh, go and sit back, relax, uh, look at the lake uh, and the trees, listen to the birds, uh, go for a walk in the woods. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, trying to do some physical fitness, go for a good walk, do some, do some exercise, uh, just things that are not work and things that are not, um, you know, not, not the things that we have connecting us now, which is the computer and the phone. Yeah. Yeah. And, and as winter's kind of setting in, as we're doing this interview, um, any Netflix series or TV shows, movies, books you'd recommend uh, to the audience? Oh, um, well, there's some, there's some good documentaries on, uh, Netflix. I, I, I like, uh, I like watching some of the business documentaries, which, which highlight, um, there's one I've just been watching a little bit of, which is called, uh, uh, Rotten. And it, uh, it tells about some of the challenges in some of the different industries. And the one I was just recently watching had to do with, uh, um, uh, milk production and dairy farms and how the outside influences have changed that business and how um, the people that are staying in that business have worked to find a way to find a niche within those changes so that they could continue to be uh, competitive and uh, make a living. So okay. It's, uh, you know, so it's, it's just, and, and I, and I watch it because on the, I try not to watch things that are uh, home inspection. I like to watch things with other industries. Yeah. Because if I can see how, you know, you, it, one, it lets you understand that you're, you're not the only one struggling, that everybody's is having to, to fight for the same dollar mm-hmm. and to see how, when you see examples of how people have changed the way that they do things or changed the way they do business, um, that it gives, it could, potentially give you ideas for your own, your own business. What does the ideal day off look like for Raymond? Well, the ideal day off would be, um, 
one where I can just get up in the morning and uh, go up to the cottage. And if I could do that string two or three days like that in a row and just get up there and really relax, mm-hmm. uh, go maybe, you know, in the summertime, go for a swim. Yeah. Uh, maybe, you know, sit outside on the deck, read a book. Uh, yeah. Just, just take some time to, again, think about things other than, than work. Or if it's in the wintertime, go for a walk. Uh, go for a walk in the woods, you know, maybe snowshoeing. Yeah. Uh, cross-country skiing. It's just some good, get some good exercise and some fresh air. Yeah. And again, just not trying to, try to think about something other than work for a little while. Right. By disconnecting, I find that that gives you room to when you get back to it, you find that you, you, may, uh, you may see answers to the problems that you had that you uh, weren't seeing because you're too up close to them. Yeah. So do you, do you find that you're, you come back with sort of fresh eyes and you're, you're refreshed and it's, it's a better perspective? Yeah. It's almost like, it's almost like seeing it, uh, for the first time. Like yeah. it, it's completely, yeah, well said. you, you, you see it completely differently and uh, you say, geez, this is really isn't what I thought it was. It's this nothing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When, uh, when people hear the name Raymond Belil, what do you hope they would say? Uh, well, I hope they say, uh, reasonably good at good at what he does he does what he says and he says what he does and um i can i can rely that when i when i get him involved in something that i'm up to that i know that i'm going to get the best effort uh from him raymond this has been this has been tremendous uh i thank you for for spending some time with us here at the ottawa business podcast and and sharing your insights on on business for others to learn from. And uh, I definitely appreciate you uh, coming on the show. Thank you very much. Well, thank you very much for having me, Paul. It was uh, it's a real pleasure. It was uh, um, a, a really uh, excellent ex- experience. And uh, um, I think that, uh, I think everybody would uh, benefit from talking to somebody else a little bit about their, about their business. You, you've, you've actually, some of your questions have given me additional things to think about. <laughs> when I, when I That's great. Away. So thanks very much. No, excellent, excellent. And I wish you all the best in uh, in 2021. Thanks, you as well. For those listeners looking for additional information about Raymond Balil and Infinity Home Inspection Services, you can visit them on the web at www.infinityhomeinspectionservices.ca. That's www.infinityhomeinspectionservices.ca. Or alternatively, you can send him an email at info at infinityhomeinspectionservices.ca or you can reach him by phone at 613-791-5617. That's 613-791-5617. And you can also find him on Facebook at Infinity Home Inspection Services. Thank you very much for taking the time to listen to this episode of the Ottawa Business Podcast. We truly hope you found something of value in the show that you can use in your business or personal life. Please remember to like and subscribe to the show. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, 
or your favorite player. Thank you.